Well, welcome everyone to the Heat Cast. It is uh, Jared Nelson here, uh, Matt Gallagher, big hat tip to you with doing all the production stuff, um, keeping us keeping us live and rolling. Uh, we got we got a special guest today. Um, Jack Sitchi is joining us. Um, happy to have you, Jack. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's good to uh, it's good to be back reliving some Heat glory days. For sure, man. For sure. Well, uh, Jack is a Heat uh, alum. And, and currently up to some some pretty awesome stuff playing playing football now at a, at a really really high level. We'll get into all that, Jack. I want I want you to kind of take us through um, your story, your sports story, going going all the way back, um, you know, to, to kind of what you're up to now. Take take us through kind of the the Jack Sitchi bio. Uh, all right. Well, so basketball was probably my first love of a sport. I really liked basketball. I remember. I had two older sisters, and both they were both pretty good. My um, middle sister ended up playing at Wisconsin. Um, but uh, so we were always competitive with it, and they were playing AAU from a young age. Uh, and I, I, was, I didn't get that shot until eighth grade, but I was kind of – I was chomping at the bit for it. Um, and I don't know what led me to the heat. I must have been looking around at the library at school or something on the computer. And um, once I, I got the tryouts and I was like, mom, dad, like, I, I, I want to do this. And they're like, you sure you're like, you ready? Like for that commitment. Cause besides this was like kind of like the first big step for like a basketball career for me or, or like a, I'm really committing to it because like I, I played high school and I played like traveling growing up, but I never like ventured in the AAU. So eighth grade was my, well, let me see would have been the year before eighth grade. I don't know. I can't remember that, but um, yeah, I had a, the first year was, eighth grade and then after that season i remember that's when i like me and my mom met willie and um he was talking about next season and he's saying like we were really excited and stuff um and then so yeah the freshman year happened and then then i was on Altima's team um for two years which was great got a, had a lot of centennial guys um had couple, another hill murray guy uh Guys from all over, really. We kind of we pulled from a lot of places, like most of the Heat teams do. Um, yeah, you guys had uh, you had Dave, right? So you had another Hill Murray guy for sure, man. Hill Murray, well represented in the uh, in the Heat ranks. So yeah, you, you team up those Centennial Centennial High School Hill Murray, and uh, yeah, it happened. <laughs> deadly deadly combo. Um, so I really enjoyed my two years with John, but. So sophomore year football season happened, and that's when I really kind of came on the football scene. I ended up like starting the last half of the games, um, see, or my sophomore year for varsity, um, and that's when I was kind of like, okay, like this is what I'm like really good at. And I still love basketball, but I kind of ventured into the role player, uh, defense, rebounds. That's what I mean. That's just who I am. So <laughs> that's what uh, that's what I like to do. But um, I was just kind of like at the point where it was going to be. If I wanted to commit to football, I was going to have to, like, put on weight because, I mean, I was still probably – after sophomore year of football, I was still probably only, like, a buck 60 tops. So I was like, I got to – if I want to do this, I got to commit to it, which me and my dad had a conversation of it was probably going to mean I, ha I was going to have to give up summer basketball because we were going to want to do camps going into, like, into my senior year and all that stuff. So it was – it was tough, but I remember I talked to John about it, and we still keep in touch to this day. I'll try and grab a beer with him whenever um, whenever I'm back home. But um, it was something I told him. I'm just like, I think this is this is what I got to do. And I, I still went to a couple of guys' games, and I'd, I'd catch um, a tournament uh, here or there. But 
it was it was tough for me at the time. I was like, I really love those guys. I be really close friends with them. All those traveling tournaments, like you, you, I mean, those are those are great times. The outside of the basketball, just as much as the basketball. Um, but then that's, I guess, that's kind of when my football journey kind of took off. Uh, junior year, I had a really good junior year, and I was still playing basketball for for Hill, but um, just kind of that role player status, which I, I can embrace though, like. You can find that just on any team, football or basketball. So um, that's something I really, really got into. But uh, after junior year, me and my dad went, we were trying to get some traction, but I was still kind of undersized for a linebacker. I was probably like 185 and I was long and lanky. So, I mean, everyone, no one really looked at me and thought of a linebacker. So I was, I was grinding in that sense, just kind of, I was shooting out highlight films and then we went to uh, – I went to Wisconsin football camp, which was like three days in pads. And that's when I first started talking to some of those coaches. But then as, as like, the season went on, the communication ceased. And that was – the coaches staff all got all left after that year. So I was kind of left like, okay, well, that's kind of a dead end. But we also went to um, football – I went to a football camp at Boston College and at Harvard because I was kind of – I, I was dabbling in like the Ivy league um, realm. I was like, well, I've been in talks with Harvard and Princeton and then Holy cross was actually the, those were my last three. So but Wisconsin wasn't even on the radar. This, so this is uh, January of my senior year. So football's football's done and I'm in basketball and I'm, I'm talking to these coaches and they're all kind of going separate ways. And then Holy college, Holy cross you know, um, had me out for a visit and it was awesome. And they offered me a spot. And it was like, it was great. Everything was like, I was like, okay, this is what I, I think I'm going to do. But it was, it was pretty far in hindsight. I don't think I would have, I, I like being home. Like I like, I like the Midwest and being out in Massachusetts. I don't know how well I would have done. Um, but luckily, I mean, I got home from Holy Cross on a Sunday. And then that Monday I got a call from like the new uh, safeties coach at Wisconsin. And they wanted to have me down for like a walk on weekend and, uh, they offered me a spot to walk on. So that's how that got started. So that was kind of like a, it really, I mean, like my, my high school coach had coached with um, some of the, the coaching staff at Wisconsin. So that's how he got my name in there. But it was, uh, it was pretty cool that, that it kind of just fell in my lap. It was like a week before signing day. So I was like, well, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Like my, both my sisters went or, or were going to school there. And like I have family down there and it was kind of like, I, I wanted to play football at the highest level I could. Yeah. And no matter like what, what that was going to be. I mean, if I was a walk on, who knows, I might've been scout team player every year, mm -hmm. but um, I, so, that's so all. Me, I, so so you, you get to, you get to Wisconsin. It's funny. Like you talking about your basketball experience a little bit, being like the role player guy, defense rebounding, like, and then you get to Wisconsin as a walk-on. Like, I mean, what is that? Like, how, how does that relate? Is that like a similar kind of mentality? And then kind of what happened when you got to Madison and, and, and how did how did that play out? It's it's funny. I don't know. Um, let me think quick. So being a walk-on, it was never like I had the chips stacked against me. I just took it more like I got an opportunity and like what, what I could fail miserably, but I mean, I could just, I could do really well. And I was just like, I have an opportunity to, to elevate my game to however high it can be. And that means working my ass off and just, just 
busting my ass for I don't know how long. I don't know when the opportunity is going to come. But that's something my dad and I really talked about was if you go and you, you work your butt off every day and you just grind and you trust the process, eventually things are going to happen where it could be an injury to someone else and then it shot me up or anything. But that's something I was like, okay, I don't know. Like this could be a four-year journey. This could be a five-year journey. And I just – that's something like with the, being a role player in basketball, I kind of fell in love with like getting down and dirty, doing the hard work, and just like finding joy in that hard work. So being getting the walk-on opportunity, then it was just like, well, now you have four or five years of college at, at a great university with family, and you, you made some great friends there, and you, you could get on some of the biggest stages possible in football. And if not, you can witness it. And, you can, I, and that's something that when football, my love for football really took over, it kind of came naturally. So the game, as the more I look at it and the more I was able to play it, the more it slowed down and it just makes sense. So leading in, so I, I start, I'm a walk-on, and I have a great summer there. It's, they're kicking our ass in workouts and stuff, and this is my first taste of what college football workout, like a – the Friday morning workouts, just people puking everywhere. And you're like, well, it's, it's, it's time to grind now. Uh, but I ended up, I didn't end up getting an invite to camp that year. And I was, I was really disappointed because like, I thought I, I showed a lot, but it was just like, you know, when, when your opportunity comes, it will. And then ended up being like a week, maybe eight days in the camp, someone got hurt and they called me back. So I drove down to Madison. I had fresh legs and I was just, I was smiling from ear to ear. I remember someone told, one of the seniors probably told me to, to wipe this, because they're all in in the midst of camp. They're, they're on suicide watch, half of them. But then this, this fresh leg freshman comes in and just like cheesing from ear to ear. Um, and ended up, I ended up being able to, I played my true freshman year as a walk-on. I played on some special teams and then some cleanup time um, on defense but it was I, I got to really learn the game of football like I didn't know it before. And that was like once you get to college, a lot of stuff changes, your time management, all that stuff. But like for, for the sport of football, going from high school, where it's kind of like your best players are probably at quarterback, running back, and receiver, maybe tight end. And on defense, you put, usually put them on linebacker and safety. And you don't – in a sense, it's just playing football. But once you go to college, it's like, these are the ins and outs, the plays, coverages, like you're learning everything and it's all thrown at you. So it's a lot to digest, but that was what was great freshman year was my position coach was a D coordinator too. And even though for a while, most of the stuff he was saying was going right over my head, eventually I got to learn it and I got to kind of understand how to play defense instead of just going out there and like stopping the ball, just how to play defense. And so that development was big. And then I kept progressing, getting bigger. It was probably going into sophomore year. I was probably like 215. Um, and I was that outside backer at this point. So more like a rush end. Um, still kind of undersized. But they said the, the coaching staff, I had a meeting with them before camp. And they're like, we like where you're, where you're going. Um, we want you to keep developing. But just know, like, if in the first four games, because at that point the redshirt rules were different. Like you played once, you're done. So, but it was so they're like the cutoff point was going to be four games in. So it was like if the guy you're backing up, which was Joe Schobert at the time, who just signed a fifty million dollar deal with the Jaguars. Um, so they're like if he 
can't if he like gets hurt and can't go in, we're gonna burn your red shirt. But if not, we're redshirting you this year. So that was cool because I was still walking on at this point. Like I haven't gotten a scholarship, but for them to to be like, we're gonna save you unless we need you. That was cool for them to to I guess for or at least for me to see that they've seen my progress and they can they trust in where I'm at where I'm going as a football player and as like a teammate. So they have faith in me going on. Um, <clears throat> So that was a great year. I got to play on scout team against our offense, which was headed by Melvin Gordon at the time. So I got great work going against Melvin Gordon every day um, and some great alignment. So that being on scout team for that year, that sophomore year, I, I really looked at it as just another opportunity to like to work. It was, it was every day you're going to grind mode and you're going to bash your brain against some, some six, six alignment, but you're going to get better doing it. And then after that season, um, that staff left and coach Chris came in. And so that first winner with coach Chris and his strength staff was like a wake up call. Like everything that the previous staff had been doing with hindsight, we can obviously see it, but it was, they were trying to change us more to like a spread and speed game. Um, but Wisconsin is so tradition sound that they weren't really having it. So that's part of the reason there was a bit of uh, friction between those staffs, but once Coach Chris came in with his new strength staff and his new staff, I mean, they whipped us into shape. Like we were the workouts, we were dying. The, this winter conditioning, and it was kind of like they wanted to weed out who really wanted to be there and play football, and who really was just kind of there for show. And they weeded out a couple guys, but it was then and then that spring ball where he would, where Coach Chris and the staff could see like who the football players were. And then that's when me and a couple guys separated ourselves walk-ons. And that's when we got scholarships after that spring ball. So it was like my dad said, you trust the process. And eventually, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Like with my career, there've been injuries, but there've been coaching changes and each, each thing brings new opportunities and new ups and new downs. So it's uh, that for that, I guess that's the first half of my college career. It's yeah. pretty, uh, so, so, so I'm curious now, and, and I know, like, I mean, a lot of a lot of players listen to this, and like, you know, the going through college decisions, and and obviously, like, maybe walk on opportunity, maybe just a spot on a roster at any level. Um, but then, like, I, I'm curious, like, how the role changes going from walk on to now scholarship. Like, what is does your mentality change? Does the way the coaches like interact with you and treat you change? Like, what did you kind of see? That was the thing. Like, even. So I got the day I got my scholarship, the dude I had my locker next to, he was old lineman a year older than me. And he said to me after I got it, he's like, I didn't know that you weren't on scholarship. So mm -hmm. it, it's really like that's how it is at Wisconsin. And I think places like Iowa, Nebraska, it's the same there. Is a lot of guys just come in with it. The, we're going to be a team. We're going to work hard. And it doesn't really matter who's on scholarship or who's not. Um, and that's something the coaches – obviously, like, they might right away start of the year, you might put the scholarship guy ahead of the walk on depth chart. But besides that, everyone's there to get coached. Everyone's there to be coached. And just, so that was nice with Wisconsin was there was never really a differentiation, but once I got the scholarship, it was kind of like, okay, well now I've got to make good on it. Like you can't now, now once I get my opportunities in the game, cause I, I had my, I went my beak my freshman year. I got my redshirt year in, got some good, some good work. And now there was no 
no other red shirt. So I was playing or I wasn't. And um, as the junior year, my red shirt sophomore year went on, I was great on special teams. I, I think I'm, I might have been first or second on team in special teams tackles. We had a fun group of guys that we had a couple. We had Ryan Conley from Eden Prayer. We had Garrett Dooley, one of my roommates. We had a bunch of guys that were all fun and we had fun playing. And that's something that I think a lot of most successful teams have a great special teams unit that just loves football. And because that's all special teams is, it's probably it's 10 to 15 of the hardest seconds of your life. And then you're, you're good into, unless you got to go right on offensive defense. But um, so we had, I kind of, I think I made a good name for myself just on that. And then let's see with four games left in the regular season. Um, I was still at outside linebacker at this point. So I was still behind Joe Schobert, but I was, it worked in a rotation. So I was playing special teams and maybe three plays every other series to give them a little break. Um, and I was doing well. I was doing my, it's all about like for, for linebackers, we, we, every, after every game, we get grade sheets and like for every play you're graded and like plus minus mental air, I mean, everything. So we're kind of get perfectionists. We're like, if we, we want the highest grade possible. Um, and I think I kept grading out pretty well. So with four games left, our starting linebacker had some weird infection in his leg that he, he was hospitalized. He had to, so something like that happens. And then I come in for Monday practice and they're like, we're going to, you're going to start in as a linebacker this week. And this is Rutgers Halloween weekend in Madison. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go. Um, and I, I have a great week of practice, but I'm stressing myself out. I'm, I, they put me in a new position. And, but that was what was nice is I had played the position a little bit before, but I, being with the coach I had, we learned the whole defense. So I was in a new position, but I, I knew the job. So it was just kind of just getting in there and doing it. Um, I had a great week of practice, but I remember that Friday, I'm just me and my roommate who was the other inside linebacker where I'm sitting there, I'm watching film and I'm like asking him all these questions. He's like, dude, you know, everything just like relax. I'm like, all right, I close my iPad. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to have fun. Um, and it was a rainy game. I was on kickoff and the opening kickoff, go down, get the tackle and I'm all pumped up. And it's pretty much like playing nine on seven the whole game because it was really rainy and Rutgers was in like 22 or 13 personnel the whole time. So they're just running the ball. So I'm just flying around, hitting people, making tackles. It was a great time. Didn't even like after the first series, it's like it was it all was natural again. So that was cool when that hard work kind of pays off and you're able to just be like, this is what I trained for. Like once I get in the situation, there's a reason that like coaches, at least some of the coaches we had, they were so hard on us in practice. And then on game day, they're almost a new person because everything's like done by then. They're just like, we're going to go out, we're going to execute, and we're going to have fun. And that's why they make practice so hard is because then once you're in a game, you're like, it's really not that different. Like you got – sometimes you got screaming fans, but it's you're going up against another team and you got same 11 guys around you or 10 other guys. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going on. Oh, this is great. This is great. Um, so then the rest of the, that season kind of went like that. I, I think I led the team in tackles every game that I started, except for the Minnesota game where I got kicked out. Um, so this was at the bank 
it's cold, but um, I've always I, – I grew up Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin, so I hated the Gophers. We were just this, – this was my favorite rivalry ever, and I get to start the game, and I, I'm just like, all right, this is awesome. And we have a good first half. Um, I think it's a little back and forth. It might have been, I don't know, 13 to 7 or something. And I'm playing well. We're, we're doing pretty good as a defense. And then going to halftime, and we get a third down opening drive of the second half. Leidner is like drop back, and I go blitz him, and I hit him. I like hit him as he throws. One of our – Schober gets the interception, and he's running back. And, like, I just am looking for someone to block. Like, the, like backyard football. You're just like, all right, who am I blocking? And I'd see the tight end from Minnesota coming, like, chasing. And I I get him. I, I thought I got him on the, like, on the shoulder pad, but his head snapped back. And he was pretty shooken up afterwards. So they called targeting, and I'm sitting there. And like, as soon as they saw the flag, I'm like, yeah, I know. It's one of those, like, you know you're done. You know? I'm like, so I'm sitting there talking to my coach, and this is, like, all setting in. And I, I was confident the team was going to win, but now I just screwed myself out of the last half of the Axe game, and this is all I really cared about. Like, this is what I was shooting for. But it was fine. I go in, I'm watching it, and then I realize that I'm going to have to sit out the first half of the bowl game, and I didn't know what bowl game we were going to be in, anything, but I'm like, well, shit, now, like, what have I done to myself? So I had that hanging over my head, um, and luckily we won. Going through bowl prep, um, our coaches were, like, operating as usual. So I was with the ones, and the twos were rolling. But he was like, when once we got to San Diego, we were playing USC. And um, uh, Coach Randa, who was the linebacker coach and coordinator at the time, he was like, Chris, you're – Chris and T, TJ was the other guy who was – he's four-year starter, All-American. He plays for the Eagles now. But um, he – well, so he was playing all the time. So he's like, Chris, you'll play first half. And then when Jack comes back, you'll play the entire second half. Like, I'm not taking you either out for any other reason, but you each get your both both your halves. So I'm like, all right. But I, I had to sit in the locker room and watch the first half of the game. Because you're not – once you if you rejected the previous, you can't be on the field for the first half. So I'm watching on this TV. I'm yelling at the TV, everything. And after that, like, I got to go out early at halftime to warm up. But after that, it was kind of like a blur and – I it was a really close game, but I ended up having three sacks, like first down sack. So then it was like second and seventeen, and then we drew him off. We drew a false start. So then it was like second and twenty-two, and then I got another sack, and then I got a third sack on third down. And after that, I was so out of breath, I just blacked out. But um, that was like that was probably when I, I had my final like coming out party where i was like okay this is like i had fresh legs so was, i was i was a little cheap but um i just yeah. i don't know what it was i came back and i i didn't want that like the targeting to be the last thing like i remembered i didn't want to have the targeting penalty have to sit up first half and come in and just have like a sloppy second half and then that's how i finished the year after like rising like elevating my game so much so i'm i'm glad i just kind of like went out just let it loose and balled out but um, it was something that was just kind of like, I don't know. It, the only thing you can trace it back to was just like, I put myself in that situation by like preparation and hard work. And yeah. obviously the play calls helped a lot. I mean, yeah. I got three blitzes, but once I, I mean, it was, uh, it was nice. It was, it was a 
cool way to like finish that season and everything kind of came together, I guess. Well, ultimately too. And that's something that like, I mean, I, I'm really struck by just kind of you count this. It's just like, I mean, your attitude through all that, like you, you definitely could have, I mean, you, you get a tough draw, like, you know, building up to the gopher game, you're starting, like you're, you're playing well, and then you get a bad break and, and sure. Like, I mean, we've all been there, um, you know, where you, yeah, you may have a different interpretation than the official or yeah. it doesn't go your way and that happens. And like, I mean, the way you're talking about this, like so many guys, um, especially young guys just being like, well, this is my chance. I blew it. Like, we're going now like even more of a national stage, like, mm-hmm. you know, against SEC, like I got to miss half this. Like you totally could have just been like, what was me, you know, have a bad week of practice. What's the point? I got to miss half of it, but you're coming out there and being like, no, like my opportunity is coming. I just think that like that enthusiasm that you have, um, it's funny. You're, you, I mean, going back even freshman, and you're, you're talking about smiling ear to ear. Like um, that strikes me like that enthusiasm, um, that positivity, like that, that's, that's a huge deal. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see. So, um, yeah, keep, well, so, so kind of the, the next step now you're, you're coming out party. I remember watching, <laughs> watching that game <laughs> going nuts. So now, so now like, I mean, are your site, your sites right then you're like, this is going to happen like next level. What are you like? Well, that's, so it was nice. You, you go to college as a walk-on, you're not even thinking about the NFL. Like I went to college. I want to be a college football player. I want to see how like good I could be. And that was like the, what I saw the pinnacle as is I want to be a, like a, a good college football player. And then once that game happened, then, then that's when the first time someone like asked about the next level, I'm like, they're like, if you had a good year next year, would you leave? I'm like, I have two more years of eligibility. I hadn't even thought like, that's not even on my mind. Um, but that's when it kind of was like, okay, if I like, I was already serious about it, but I'm like, okay, if I really like buy in and I, I commit fully to this thing, I can make it work. And I can, I can, if I've gotten this far by working hard and trusting the process, then if I work hard, I can, even if I don't make it, I can at least be like, I gave everything I had. And at that point, that's something that the, the injuries I'll talk about now had really have taught me is, is you never know what's going to happen. I got a lot of great opportunities and I had this junior year starting, which was arguably my best, like it's best six games of football that I've played. I, we started against LSU at Lambeau. Um, it, I like eight tackles forced fumble in that one it upset them. They were number five. They might've been a little highly ranked. I got a couple of t- LSU teammates that I, I joke with them about that now. Um, and then we had two games at home. Um, there's like, we classic Wisconsin kind of made them a little too close for comfort, but we got them won them both. And then we, we went at Michigan state at Michigan college game day at home, Ohio state. And then at Iowa, those were our four next games. So that was just like, we had, we're like, this is as a team. We're like, this is Grimo because Ohio state was ranked second. I think at the time Michigan was fourth. It was when the hype around them was, was huge. So we're like, all right, well, we go in, we have a great game against Michigan State. We beat them. We're like, all right, we're we're three and zero right now. We're rolling. We're feeling, you know, at that point, we're four and zero. We're feeling good. And then we go to Michigan, and I had never been to the Big House, and I heard a lot of like people like, oh, the Big House is sweet, yada yada yada. And my dad told me he's like, he played football for Notre Dame, but that's where he made his first career start was at the Big House, and I was 
this was my first game as captain. So junior year, I got selected as captain. So this is my first game as that. And I'm like, okay, this is all kind of, this is cool. It's coming together. And it was a great, like just classic Big Ten game. 14 to seven was the final. It was, it was seven, nothing at half. Like they, their defense stymied our offense for a, a while, but we like our, they just tried running on us. And that was one thing our defense was just not going to give up. We're like, we're not going to give up. You can throw on us all you want, but you're not going to run on us. And that's something we pride ourselves on, but they tried running on us. So we had a, just like one of those hard fought games and average in college, like for, if you have like an even game, the offense will have about 60, 65 snaps and the defense will have about 60, 65 snaps. That Michigan game, our defense had like 96 snaps. And so I got – and we lost. We're 14-7, but we played great. And I remember getting on the plane, and I'm just exhausted. I'm like, how many – I'm talking to my buddy. I'm like, how many snaps do we have? Like, 96. Damn. So we played like a game and a half, just like just a old-school slugfest. And we lost, but like after that, after that game, our offense didn't really show out like they had been. But then that game was like their wake-up call where they didn't perform very well. And then next week we had Ohio State at home, so we're like, all right, we'll college game day, but we're still we're still in this. We have one one Big Ten loss on the road. Like this is we're we're fine, and we play a great game against Ohio State night game. It's like a weird, humid rain in the in like evening, and it, it was so fun. Like Camp Rand was lit up. It was back and forth. Our offense was throwing, running on them. They were dry like. That was Ohio State's thing back then is is they wanted to score with chunk plays, like just big shots, and we were like, we're not going to give those up. If you want to, like, do a 13-play drive, we'll let you. Because, like, usually teams, if they if they have the ball in their hands for that long, they'll make a mistake. So if you can just make them make that mistake. But, they, I mean, Urban, that was Urban's second last year. Either way, he was the best coach at halftime adjustments. I, I played against him three times. And every time at halftime, they come out a completely new team, just revamped. So we end up losing that game too. But this season, as a defense, we're, we're really clicking. And me and this TJ Watt was um, on at the outside spot at this point. We were both having really good years, kind of coming out of parties. So after the Ohio State game, I get named uh, midseason All-American. And I, I, had, I think I had 15 tackles at Ohio State game. So it was, I was I – was, up high like I was we lost but I was like I was really happy with where we were and I'm like we can keep going like we, we have a hard road ahead of us but like we're a great team and so this is I remember I had like a, a phone conf or a phone call or something with the media the, this Iowa week and I was a trophy game for us so it's always big and they had it they beat us my reg the year I um no the previous year they beat us at home so we we're going there trying to get the trophy back and um, another hard-fought game, like just a big ten, classic Big Ten. Um, I end, I think I had 10 tackles in the first half, and then I tore my pec. So I'm running on the sideline. It, there's five seconds left in the, in the first half. And if I just, like, usher the guy out of bounds, I, I, it, I, I don't play that game anymore because, <laughs> I mean, I've had so many injuries. You could play what if until the cows come home. But – uh, so I'm running on – we have just cross like, cross momentum. So I grab him, and he's flying out of bounds, and I'm, like, flying the opposite way. And it, I rip my pec right off my humerus. So it's, it's like 
And I'm like, I thought I shattered my collarbone. I didn't know what was wrong, but I'm stubborn. So I'm like, okay, well, I think I can play. So we go into halftime. The docs are looking at it. I'm like, I think it was like, I felt it. I thought it was my collarbone. Cause I went to shock right away. I just felt a big pop. I didn't know what it was. So I'm like, they're like, your collarbone's fine. Can you press? And like faked like I could press. So they're like, okay. So they gave me a brace. But eventually, like, I'm, I go out there for the third quarter and I'm standing out there. And every play, I've got to like manually pick up my arm and like reset it. And then, like, as soon as the play starts, I start running, my arm just falls and I can't like move it. So I'm just running around with one arm. And there are a couple of clips. Like, there's one where I swim the guard and I still get the quarterback, but I don't, like, I, I don't wrap him up because I can't lift his arms. And there's a couple where, like, I'm blitzing and I get cut by the lineman and I can't brace myself because I only have this arm. So instead, I just, like, torpedo dive, like, face first into the turf. It's, it ended up, like, that, hindsight, the dumbest thing ever. But so he, I got pulled, like, halfway through the fourth. But I was, it's not like I was doing bad. I was still making tackles. It was just like I could, I was getting outflanked when I didn't have my arm. So um, then that was like the next morning I got my MRI. And when they said I was done for the season, that was like the first gut punch. Like it, my track at Madison was up, up, like not there weren't obstacles or, and it wasn't hard, but it was up, up, up. And I got named the, like the All-American, I remember. And next, like going into the game, I have a great first half. And then I tear my pack. And then once they say I'm out for the season, I'm like, I've never crossed my mind before. Cause I, I could play through whatever. I was like, it's may I bruise something. It's fine. And then once they said I was done, I'm like, Oh, so I like, I fell two for two, three weeks. I was in a bad place. Like it's, it's a weird thing to admit. And it's weird, like human nature. But when you're, when you have so much success with a team and then you're done, and they're still out there. You obviously like my best friends were on that team, and I've talked to them about this many times. And like you're, I'm cheering as hard as, as anyone on the sideline. Like I, when I was on the sideline, I had a headset on. I was echoing in plays. I was helping coach in whatever way I could. But there's after I got hurt, I'm sitting there in a sling, and some of something about it just like you feel empty. Like you're watching what you were doing last week. It happened out there. And it's the guys like you love and you 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 die for, but at some time at the same time the injury has made you be like, like, well I'm not out there, so like I kind of don't want them to do as well, mm-hmm. which is like a weird thought to ha- have yourself have, and then you kind of catch yourself and be like, it. I was in a dark place for about like two weeks. This is my first injury that since maybe like fifth grade when I broke my arm, but this was the first thing that had kept me out of sports since. The only, I think the only game I missed in high school was I got uh, I got ejected from a Montemurite game, so I had to sit out against Tatino. But that was that was it. Like that was the only time I missed the game for from being like physically unable to go. There was always like so that was that was a really kind of it stripped me down, and I was like I got to figure like some stuff out because I was riding high, and when you're when you're a kid, you're riding high, and especially you're I'm a junior in college, I still pretty naive and i was just kind of like this is great like this is i didn't really think that in a, a second you're back square one and you're just sitting there in a sling like so once i kind of got cleared for rehab because that was the hardest part is they had to reattach it so i was immobilized for i don't know like six weeks so i'm sleeping like this and like in a, in a sling and stuff and you're just like 
what like you you get skinny you're you kind of whipped away and it, it's tough mentally and like physically like you're like used to being like i'm i was a d1 linebacker and now i'm i'm me looking in the mirror it's like it's like it irks you but <laughs> finally i don't know it might have been three weeks might have been a month after i kind of was like okay like now i just kind of start the process all over again and it's unfortunately i've had to do the process on every extremity but um it was it, like i just i remember just buying in fully the rehab i i told the training staff like they knew i was a hard worker and i was gonna get it done but i was like just give me a list of my stuff and i'll get it done i don't need you like over me i just need to lock in and i got this has got to be my I, I can't be out there at practice so i gotta like find a new thing to divert all two hours to a day because like so once I was able to do that, it, it changes your mindset fast and you're able to kind of like be ha- like find happiness again in stuff that like you used to just, it used to be routine. So that's cool. Um, and it got to the point where like I came back for the next spring ball and it was, it was fantastic. And I was feeling good. And we're going into this camp. I, I'm on watch lists. I'm going to, I, this is going into my senior year now. And, um, go to big 10 media days in, in Chicago and it's, everything's good. It's, it's going to be a great senior year. We got a great team, got pretty much everyone back from last year. We're, we're going to do great things. And then like two weeks in a camp, we're just doing a regular punk coverage drill and I'm running down. Like, I, I mean, like I've covered 500 punts at Wisconsin and I'm just running down and I just plant on my right leg. And I just, it just, it's like someone shot me, it just gave out. And I just felt it. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then I like, I like, they come see me, they're like, they check. And I don't know why, but they, it didn't seem like the ACL had torn. So, and I wasn't like, I was in shock, but I was like, okay, I can go. So it gave me like a little like sleeve on it. I ended up finishing practice, practice the next day. And then at the end of that practice, it was starting to get painful. Like, I'm like, okay, like I might have fucked something up, but just like the arm, I was like, I, I'm going to like push it through for all I, I was just like, Oh, might've, I might've torn my meniscus because I've had like my meniscus scoped. It, it was no big deal, but this was like, I might've just done that just maybe a little severely. So I was talking to coach Chris and before I had the MRI and he's like, you need to take like two, three weeks and we're, we're going to rest you. Like, that's fine. And I had never been in the position of, of feeling myself worthy to like have time like that. Like I, I was no matter what, from being a walk-on to my, my fourth year, it was you practice every day and like, this is just what you do. And so when he was like, if you want to like take some, like take some time and like, we can like, we'll, we'll manage and we just need you healthy. And I was like, no, like, I'll be good. I'll be good. Like, I'm not too worried about it. I got the MRI and I, ended up, I tore my ACL. <laughs> which wasn't so that's senior year done. And then I was just like, what the hell? And it was tough because like I had get, you give so much and then you have it taken away again. And it's just like, oh, what, what, where do I go from here? And like the NFL talk, even after like, so it, it kind of started after the, the three sack game, the holiday bowl. And then going into that year, the, my junior year, it was really high. It was, it was big. And then I got hurt and I'm like, okay, well you come back senior year and, and I'm, I can't, it's not going to hurt you at all. Like it ended your season there. And then once this happened, it was like, 
well, shit, like, now I've limited my film so much. And, like, there's also, like, after this happened, there was a bit of a question, like, if I wanted to apply for a sixth year, whatever they would say with that. But I didn't really, I, I, I felt like my time had kind of come and gone. Like I was down and I was, I was, I was sad, but like, I didn't really know what it, they're just like, you tore your ACL. I'm like, all right, well let's have surgery and I'll rehab it at this point. I didn't really know how grueling an ACL recovery is. Um, well, I kind of lost my train of thought. Hold on. Uh, no, no, that's, that's great. So, so you, you're kind of like weighing that six year decision, uh, yeah. you know, and, and kind of figuring out what the, what the next step is. And I, I, for some reason, I kind of knew my, like I had run my course. Like I, I feel like that's a good kind of, hopefully a good skill to have to like know when something's time has, has come. Um, and I felt for some reason, like I felt that with maybe it was cause I had finished school. So I was like, I don't really want to go to Matt, like go, Get, try and get a master's and play football. Um, but it was, I think it was a lot of things. I had a great time in Madison and I had four and a half, like fantastic years, but I was ready for like the next step. And I didn't tell anyone until I didn't, cause after I got hurt, I was, I'm not going to have any light on me. Like I wanted on the team. Like I wasn't going to make a statement about my future until I didn't make it until after the big 10 championship game that year. Um, which was good. I, I, I had a great time and that's something I didn't mention earlier when I, once I did get hurt, I had the headset on and I was on the sideline, except for like two games where I had to be up in the booth for my knee. I mean, like I was in my guy, the guy's faces. Like I'm, I'm, I'm they're my best friends, so I'm coaching them because I, I kind of gotten to that point where I knew the defense and I had like showed the guys like what I was capable of and how they could rely on me. That they respected me enough to like let me help them with the game, which was really cool because it helped me grow like a new love for the game as well as like learn it. Mm -hmm. So that's something I was able to really kind of build on was just like the IQ part of the game when I was unable to do it physically. And then, so I knew close to right away that I was done at, at but I wasn't going to make a decision. So, and then I'm just like, all right, well now I just buy back into the rehab and I just go super hard which I did. Like I, I was walking like a week after surgery and I was off crutches. Like I was, I was blowing, like blowing it out of the water, like the, the, the benchmarks and I was getting a little cocky and I'm like working out every day. And this is, I don't know, two months in and I look good. Like I'm like, Oh shit. Like I, I can play again. And I ended up and they're like, no, like they, they talk, walk me through the process of like what actually happens. Like, it has to like return into a ligament and stuff. But eventually I was going hard. This was probably like 10 weeks post-op and I fractured my kneecap. I was just going through ladders and I like, they said no sprinting. I'm like, okay, I, yeah, I got it. I got it. And I'm going through ladders and I like at the last ladder, you always want to burst out. So I plant on my surgical leg and I go to burst out and I just feel this like crack. I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. And then the more I stand there, the more it starts hurting. And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, and I go down to the training room. They x-ray it. They don't find anything. But it's like hurt. It, this, this was on Friday. And so we play. I went home the next day. And so, like, all night, all day, it's throbbing. Like, I'm like, something like this. I don't know what it is. But if it, it, she's not broken, it's not. But something's not right. 
So they look closer at the x-ray and they got a stress fracture, like so small, but it's right at the top of my kneecap going like straight down to the center of it. So like I was doing well in rehab, I was getting into it and they're like, Oh, we're probably just going to like, you got to shut down for like six, to eight weeks. And I'm like, well, this is like, at this point I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, geez. So that was tough, but it was a good roadblock to have because it finally got me to not that I wasn't trusting the process before, but I was being a little reckless and thinking I knew best when I had never been through an ACL before. And after now being through two of them, it's, it's bad. Like it, it takes a lot physically, but mentally, like it is just days of waking up and you're just like, what the heck? Um, so let's see, finish the year out. And I'm, I'm after the bowl game, or like on the bowl trip, I was allowed to start running it and like lifting again. So I was doing it light there in Miami and I w- it was fun. It was, it was a nice way to kind of cap off senior year. And then after that, I flew out to Phoenix to train at a facility there and train and like have to rehab. Um, so I did that for um, January, February of 18 now. And then go to the combine and I didn't run or do I did bench at the combine. I didn't do anything like lower body wise. Uh, I just was like, it was first off me getting a combine invite after the limited amount of film I had was, was a, pretty unreal. Like I was like really hoping for one and I thought I would get one, but like they're nowadays are a crapshoot. Um, so I was really grateful to get one. And they're like the, the meetings they put you through and like the, the first off, like the medical like interviews you go through, especially me having two major surgeries already. They like, they, they're yanking on your bones. They're, they're checking everything. And like I passed, like I was in great, at that point I was back in like good, great shape where I was, I, I was like, I'm healthy to play football. So that was reassuring to people. Um, and I had great meetings there. I was really kind of, I was able to show the progress I made mentally in those years that I was injured, like, just football wise, like coaches were asking me to draw up defenses, uh, drawing up the defense and like explaining the whole thing. So I think me being able to go to the combine was for sure. One of the reasons I got drafted was because I was able to show that like, I understand everything on this side of the ball. And like, I, it's just a matter of implementing it or like, and executing it. Um, so that was good. And once they saw my film, they, I think, I think coaches were, less hesitant because of my injuries. Um, so after the combine, I go back to Madison, work at training. Um, and then like a week before the draft, I come back to Somerset. And I, I knew I wasn't a first or second day guy. I was going to be a, a, a third day guy. But I wake up on that Saturday and it's just like the longest day ever. And all the like, you have meetings and workouts with teams like in between the combine and the draft. And they're like, yeah, well, we're really thinking like, if you're there in the fourth, we're going to take you there. And like, there are like five teams that said that. And so like their fourth round pick comes up and you're like, and it's not you. And it just happens again in the fifth round. And then, the, and then once you got to the sixth round, I wasn't even watching. I was like, okay, well, if I get a call, I get a call, but like, I don't want to keep watching this. It's, it's less enjoyable then. So I'm sitting out on my front step and I get a call from i didn't remember if it said the area code um but uh it was uh dirt cutter who was the head coach for tampa at the time um and i had talked to tampa at the um 
at the combine. I had meetings with the linebacker coach, but I didn't. I, and then he came to our pro day because our pro day was like a week after the combine. Um, but I didn't talk to him after that. So like I didn't. Even, the Bucks weren't even really on my radar. So it was obviously an unreal call to get. And um, it was just I was just so excited that I got another opportunity because like I technically that game that that um, Iowa game that was still my last like game of football. So it was nice that I was just getting another opportunity to to showcase it. Um, well, and just just as someone who just loves the game and, and loves being out there, and I mean your your joy is so evident. It's another chance to go play football. To, to yeah, exactly. And that's that's what it was. Like, yeah, it's a job now, and I get paid for it, so that was nice. But I just get to go play football, and it's not work. Then it's it's me being able to just work hard and grind at something, and something that I really enjoy. So it's pretty uh, pretty rewarding. Um, but I mean the NFL is a whole new grind. Like college football is one thing and you get to the NFL and defensively it came fairly easy because of like just the history I had, but it's just a different speed. Like I remember my rookie, my rookie, one of my rookie training camps or one of the practices, I go out like in the slot formation, they're in base defense. So nothing, nothing huge. And I go out and cover in the slot. Cause like it just had to reroute him or whatever. And I look, and it's Deshaun Jackson. And I'm like, well, he's going to torch me. Like, what What am I going to do here? He's just going to burn right by me. Uh, luckily, he false started, so I didn't have to deal with it. Uh, but it was just – that was just one of the moments. He a quick start right. to get by you. He, he, had, he, was, he was scared of you, so he had to go quick. <laughs> one of the moments where I'm like, well, damn it now. Like, this – like, you go up against anyone any day. Um, but it was – it was um, – it was nice to be like a rookie again. You, you shut up and you just, and that's at least that's how I am. I shut up, do what's expected of me and try and make plays. And I'm, that's kind of what I did. I'm first regular season game was at new Orleans at the Superdome. And I had two special teams tackles on kickoff. Like I pinned them D it was so like I, I came out swinging and it was, it was a great start to my, um, my rookie year and game seven at home against Cleveland, uh, Quan Alexander, who I backed up, he there's a I don't know there's got to be three plays left in the second in the first half, and he's blitzing, blitzes through the line and just steps, and then he just goes out, and his knee just gives out and he tears ACL. So and I saw that I'm like okay well that's me like I, now I got to like you're in no matter what so you got to like, you got to figure it out. Going to halftime, like him talking to him, he comforted him. Um, and then <laughs> go out there, 11 defensive plays later, I tear my ACL. Going to the same knee, same, not the same one I did, same one he, my new one, same one he did, going the same direction on the field, both blitzing, playing on it, gives out, freak accident. So I'm, and like, I didn't think it happened first time with my ACL, but then second time I knew it happened because it was, this one was more painful. I was, this one was brutal. And I'm like, I'm rolling around on the ground. Cause I'm like, Oh shit. Like this really hurts. And like, they call me down, bring me to the tent. They're like, yeah, they, yeah, you, you did your ACL. I'm like, all right, well this sucks, but like nothing I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go into the locker room and I remember like, I'm calling, I call my mom and she, she usually watched the game. If she wasn't Adam, she'd watch him like kind of the blade so she can zip through the commercials. So she's like, well, they, you shouldn't. He shouldn't be calling me yet. Like, what's going? What, like, this something's not right. Um, 
but I think luckily I put my parents through so much, like seeing me have done physically bef- before that, that for this one and then the, the elbow that they were so used to me getting hurt that they're just kind of like, oh, that's fine. You'll, you'll come back from it, which is which is nice to have because you're like, yeah, I have come back from this. It's it's okay. But um, what's nice about the NFL is you can have anyone do your surgery. Like they'll pay for team will pay for it but like you can get a second opinion if you have something you want to do so my um, I thought it was just an like meniscus on the on your uh, tibia which meant I had eight weeks and I couldn't put weight on my leg, which like last ACL, I was off my crutches in a week and back to like walking. And so I'm like, I have eight weeks on crutches. Like this is a nightmare, which I got, it was for a while. Like I got very frustrated a lot. Um, Cause now I'm like, when I was at college, like I had people that like, could help come help me. And like, not that my mom didn't come help me when I uh, was in Tampa with my knee, but like I lived alone in Tampa. So I'm just guy on crutches with an ACL like in his own apartment now so I'm like okay well um which and it was uh it was tough to be patient I you think I would have learned my lesson on patience by then but being for those eight weeks it was tough to be patient and tough to just sit by and kind of I don't know like be on crutches really um but once one thing the injuries have taught me is like, I know, know so much about the human body now because I was like, well, you're reconstructing my knee. Like I got to know what's going on in there. So like I learned everything about it. And so physically, like, I feel like I'm in a great shape right now, but it's because like after my second ACL, I was like, well, now I just got like, I have to be in such good shape that like, if I, I at that point, I'm like, well, I got to put all my chips in now because like, I got to just buy in. Oh, you guys still there? Sorry. Yeah. I think just, yeah. um, I was just like, I like, I have to fully invest in this and just make it, I'm, I'm going to make it last. Like I can't half-ass anything. I'm to put all the chips in. Um, so then like you, once I was able to get cleared again, start working out and I, there was just like a different fire this time. Like I just like everything revolved around it. And like now it's pretty much because it's my job, but like, it's something like that comes naturally to me, like the, the work and love it, liking the workout and just being trying to be like in the off season. Our literally our only job is like stay healthy and get in great shape for training camp. So like that's just that I I don't know. It's just an invitation to just like turn it up. I guess be your best self. So that's pretty cool. Um, and that's something that like the I guess the injuries taught me just to. Like once you buy in, you got to go all in and like being able just to not let it hold you down, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling now. No, no, but, no man. That you, you, you're, I, I love that. I, I think like, I mean, you, you kind of said it there at the end of how like you, it, it really sounds like you do just love the work. Like when you get that call from coach cutter and it's like, you're just like time to work. Like this is great, you know, or you yeah. get, you know, you get the invite after, you know, after not, not making it at camp first year, you get the mm-hmm. invite back and it's like, all right, awesome. Like I get to go work now and yeah. talk about the NFL off season. It's just like, all right, like 
you get to work. And that's where I think, you know, for, for a player at any level, whether it's like an eighth grade kid playing heat, or if it's like, you know, an NFL player, like you, that's essential. That That's so cool to hear, you know, that just being your mindset, you know, from, from being a sophomore on, on Hill Murray's basketball team, you know, yeah. wanting to defend to being, you know, on the box. Like it, it, I love kind of that falling in love with the process part of it. So um, you, you've mentioned a couple of times, you've used the word like perfectionist and, you know, you learn about how you, you break your, you, you know, break every, every ligament in your body. And it's like, you learn about that. And then you're yeah. on the sidelines and, you're learning about stuff like that. Like how, I mean, what, what is that? How has that been like instilled in you? I'm just kind of curious, like, where does that come from that? Like the learner in you and wanting to always know more and being a perfectionist. I'm, I'm just like, I'm really fascinated by like how, how that's helped you. I think it's a lot of things. I think like the first thing that comes to mind is like when in elementary and middle school first, like I couldn't do anything until I had my homework done. Like if, if I had homework and my mom caught me on the computer or something like bad news. So like got home, did my homework. Um, but besides that, I mean, I think a lot of it is like, once you get to, you, I've heard vets say it a lot now. And now that I'm kind of, I'm going into my third year, I guess I'm kind of a vet, but like, it's not, the hard part isn't getting in the hard part staying in. And that's kind of what drives me now is just like, I have to do everything in my power to make sure that I am in the best shape and best condition to be there and give them my best. Like they gave, I got a signing bonus. They gave, they invested in me. I, I have to return well on that investment. I have to just make sure that there, that wasn't for nothing. And I, I think a lot of it's like, they took, they took a chance on me. They had faith in me. And I think it's good to be able like to reciprocate that in good play, but also it's like, there's something about the game of football. That's like, as a defender, you don't want to give up a blade of grass. So that means you might have to grade out at hundred percent, which is, I don't know if it's ever been done, probably has, but like really if you're a coach, no matter what they'll get, they'll find a coaching point to give you, which is once you can accept that, that that's a great thing, then you're like, okay, I can, move forward as a player and as an individual once you can consistently take coaching even if you went 10 for 10 for for 23 points or whatever it's it's like you i don't know you have to yeah i guess just brain fart but um, <laughs> no, no, I, I love that. And and that's something I mean you, you haven't really touched on that is like just being receptive to coaching. And it's fun like I mean, I, your story is fascinating. And I just think like there's, you know, everything an athlete can go through, whether it's like in a year or in a career. And you've obviously been playing football at a high level for a long time now. But like, I mean, any athlete can pick, you know, whether it's injuries, whether it's not, you know, having the role that you want to have, you know, going from like big man on campus to then a rookie, you know, like there are just so many things. And, and taking coaching is, is one of them. I think like when you can, you, you said it perfectly, like, when you can see that as a good thing that the coach isn't going to tell you you had a perfect game, <laughs> you know, like when you see that as a good thing, like just how, how kind of cool that is, um, you know, and, and how valuable that is as an athlete who's constantly striving and pushing to get better. And so uh, I, I'm curious, like, you, you know, now going into your third year, yeah, you said it, like you've been around a little bit now and, and I'm sure like just knowing your mentality a little bit, like you're, you're far from a finished product, but like, how do you see things panning out? I know I've been paying attention. The Buccaneers have had a busy off season. 
Um, I mean, like, yeah. how do you see, how do you, what are your expectations kind of like moving forward this season and, and, and you know, the, the future? Well, it's, it's nice. It's, it's going to be my second year with Arians and um, Bowles and the defensive staff. And that's one thing I, I mentioned to them in my exit meetings is just like, it, it was at Wisconsin. I went from Anderson to Chris and like hindsight was like, when you look back on Anderson and what we were doing and some of the stuff were like, that was kind of like iffy and like hindsight's always 2020, but that was nice that in college I got to go from a staff that at the time I thought was, this was great. This is, and then we had a staff that came in and was like, no, this is how we're doing it. This is college football. And that was like, okay, this like, this detail. I love the staff. I had a experience, but once we experienced and the way they communicated, just they got their point across. Okay, this is like it was my rookie college to um, collegiate like player relationship. Whereas in this new in, with Arians and Bulls, it felt more like professionals. Like you got to you were expecting you to do your work, and if we don't, we're gonna let you hear it but we're not going to babysit you and we're, we're going to expect like a lot out of you, but we're going to communicate with that, that with that to you. And that's something that even from, from Wisconsin, that that's something I really valued was having coaches that outlined what they expected of you or not so much what they expected of, but what they kind of wanted for you. And like we had a, my junior year coach Wilcox, who's now, he's now the head coach at um, a Cal but he was our DC and our linebacker coach. And he taught us a lot just about um, just like how you want to be. And this, I don't know, little stuff like, like the details, making your bed, like all that sort of stuff. But it's just like, once you can communicate with a person and let them know what's expected of them, especially when it's like a, a coach player relationship that I feel like it makes the coach's job a lot easier, but it opens the whole world for the player where you're like, okay, this is like, this is what I, you see my role as. This is what you think I'm capable of. Now let's flourish in that. Let's let's expand on it. Let's grow it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Um, that that's really cool. And, and having I mean all those experiences, like coaching, changing college. I mean, that that could be that that's adversity. Like that can be a challenge for a lot of people. But you but being able to take a little bit from both and, and having that just broadened perspective is, is really really cool. So. Um, so, yeah, I guess kind of to wrap, I'm really just kind of curious, like if, you know, I know a lot of athletes listen to this, a lot of prospects, a lot of parents. I'm just curious, like with all your experiences, you know, from the top to the injury to the adversities, like, you know, say you're talking to a freshman in high school, whether it's a football player, baseball player, basketball player, um, what, what it like, and, and they, you know, I was, I've, I've played against Jack, you know, I've, I watched you play in football in high school. I was like, there's nothing, you know, that you don't have like the secret, the, the secret key. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like what your, what your perspective is, like how you've been able to continue to, to kind of, to continue this career, keep playing another day. Um, what, what's been like, if you could give one advice to, to, you know, a student athlete in high school, what, what would it be kind of to, to sum things up? Um, I think you got to be uh, a little stubborn. Um, you just, you got to find something that you enjoy that, that comes naturally. And you, I, I think you just buy in. Like I've always, 
I don't, I don't want to say always. I've, there's probably been a lot of stuff that I, I started that I was like, I don't really want to be doing this or this. But that's – I remember I think I wanted to quit baseball maybe like fifth grade because I was not having a good – it was not fun anymore. My parents were like, you can't quit in the middle of season. Like, you're not doing it. So that's – I think that taught me to just – whatever you do, you got to buy in and you got to give it 100%. Otherwise, you're just shorting yourself. And if you do give everything 100%, that like you choose to. I'm not saying give hundred percent. I mean, it'd be nice to, but it's just not realistic. But like, if you can choose, like for me, it ended up once I told John, I was like, I think I'm going to focus on football. I, I, I love every experience you've given me. You've been a great coach, but like, I think this is what's next for me. Once you make a decision like that, it's just got to be all in. And that's what it was. I was after that, I was, and it, after like JV first, And it's not it's it's not a do it all. Like I don't wanna sit and sound like the injury even a lot of and you have to um but I think just like eventually it's all just a grind. And I think that's what a lot of life is, is, is you're just going to have to grind through a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of David Goggins, but when I tore my second ACL, I, I read his book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. And it was just like someone who like, he's way more hardcore than I am, but it's just someone who you're like, that's someone who you, in a sense, you want to aspire to be like. He, and he even admits it. Like there's certain times like he, he's ruined relationships or, like he, he, his drive has not made him a better person to others at times, but so that's where you kind of want to you want to toe the line. But if you just kind of indulge in your passions fully, then I think it's it's all going to work out. For sure, man. No, and, and again, like I, I think that's that's an awesome like you you can be you can be you know tough guy you know working as hard as you can, but at the end of the day, like your joy and your passion is, is really evident. I, I love kind of how you wear that on your sleeve and. Sure, it makes it easy to, to wake up and, and go to work when it's something you, you enjoy doing and putting the work in and falling in love with the process. So um, personally, I just want to thank you again. And I know like your, your time is valuable and, and thanks for giving it here to, uh, to heat. Oh, thanks for letting me get on a soapbox, I guess. There you I mean, go. No, man, right on, but I'm, uh, I'm grateful to be able to share the experiences and um, just talk sports really. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the relationships with, with heat and it's fun, you know, hearing you talk about, you know, some of those guys and, and with John Altna and, and all those guys, I think it's, it's really cool. Um, just how, how those connections, you know, continue to persist and um, the, the lessons learned. So thanks so much for, for coming on. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think, you know, a ton of wisdom here. Um, I'm really excited for, for people to listen and um, yeah, as always, Gally, thanks so much for, for doing the magic, making it work. No problem. Thank you both. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. You bet. Awesome. Well, we will uh, we'll, we'll sign off with that. Uh, thank you, Jack Richie. Thanks, Gally. This is the Heatcast. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go, Go Bucks. Heat.